0: History doesn't stay in the past. The issues that drove an earlier generation to demand justice for all remain unresolved. I'm Cynthia Wanjiku, along with Scott McDonald, Michael Renaissance Winahan, and Shade Britt. We are part of a multi-generational, multi-ethnic, multi-gender group of 53 people from the Pacific Northwest. And we are on a pilgrimage across the American South. We are riding on a bus through Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi. We are seeking the links in the chain that connect the civil rights movement of the 50s and 60s to the ongoing quest for equal justice in the 21st century. Uh, 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 Charles Malden was 16 when he started to march. He lived through Jim Crow. He didn't drink from that whites-only drinking fountain. He stood outside many doors he couldn't pass through, and he remembers the terror of the Klan. He says trips like ours allow people to look at the past and contemplate the future. Segregation set me up to be a failure and the civil rights movement set me up on a path to success. I think that you have a chance to see how we did it and figure out a way of how you guys are gonna do it. Now 67, Malden says the movement taught him to value education and fight for social justice, an idea he still hopes every American will someday embrace. We met Charles Malden at the University of Alabama, a campus dotted with reminders of its white supremacist roots. Slave quarters still stand behind the president's mansion. In 1963, then-governor George Wallace stood on the steps of a campus building and tried to block James Hood and Vivian Malone from integrating the school. Assistant Professor of Communication Meredith Bagley teaches civil rights rhetoric at UA. 45 minutes away from Birmingham, and two minutes away from Wallace's door. If the only way forward is to kind of engage the hard thing in the past, then why not do it right on the site? About two hours from the University of Alabama is Montgomery, the state capital. Just down the street from a market where people were sold into slavery are the offices of the Equal Justice Initiative. The nonprofit takes a holistic approach to helping those unfairly entangled in the criminal justice system. It's not only the people they help who benefit from the EJI, but also the people who work there, like intern Mia Holston.
1: I am a black person. Um, I feel a deep connection to this work. Um, I have had uh, family members of mine who were incarcerated, um, and it was something that I couldn't necessarily um, explain explain fully why that was happening when I was a young person, but when I, once I got the tools to be able to understand um, what the system of mass incarceration does to people and what that actually looks like, it has helped me um, immensely um, to understand what I've seen in my uh, own experiences.
0: But how do people fighting an unjust system get a chance to rebuild their lives and how do we create a more equitable system for everyone? Georgette Norman has been a civil rights foot soldier since the 50s. We start, she says, by recognizing how the other prisoners the poor, or any other other, is disenfranchised.
1: We we blame people for their condition as though we have no, no, no role in it at all. Why are they acting like that, duh? How about you act in that situation?
0: Norman was the first director of the Rosa Parks Museum in Montgomery. She's a former drama teacher and an indomitable woman of Bama. We've always been changing. How can we be more inclusive? How can that we get there? With Scott McDonald, Michael Renaissance Moynihan, and Shaw Day Britt, I'm Cynthia Wanjiku on the bus.